What's up, everyone? You're listening to Nuts About Beans, the only coffee podcast on the internet. With me today, I have our local barista boy, Andrew Street. Uh, I really wish <clears throat> I could do barista art. I'm putting a little squirtle mm. on top of the cappuccino. Hell yeah. Man. Be a good time. That would be a good time. Uh, also with us, our roaster delight, Cassidy Sargent. Yes, I've, I've just come back from the fields. And, and let me tell you, boys, this this round of beans is going to be out of this world. Mm-hmm. Thank God. Uh, and I'm your local Starbucks manager, Sam. Uh, also with us from the Chemex factory, Elmer. Nope, he's not here today. He's busy working at the Chemex factory. Now, Andrew, mm-hmm. uh, two weeks ago, I think you talked to Elmer. You talked him into getting a Chemex. Now, yes. I think he wanted a Chemex. Mm-hmm. He just needed the push. Now, I also needed a push in a different direction. Okay. What's the origin? What's the origin of of the Chemex? Where's it from? Uh, I think it's from. The U.S. It's a U.S. inventor. Oh. Uh, I think he was an immigrant to the U.S. Uh, um, he was a chemist uh, whose name I forget. Um, X. But mm-hmm. yeah, he Mr. went on. X. He went on to uh, perfect and make the Chemex as a uh, coffee brewing device. Hmm. Very interesting. And that's why it looks. It kind of looks like a little beaker. Thing. What's What's this push you needed? Yeah. Oh, well, I was getting there. So I thought that the Chemex was from, I don't know, fucking somewhere. And I was going to say, oh, well, let's talk about something from France. Mm. Andrew, I got a French press. Hell yeah. Ah. You go to the Home Goods, you see, oh, wow, they got French presses on sale. Mm-hmm. Let's buy one. I did that. And Sandy, so you have one of these, right? Yeah. So uh, we got to talk through some things. This is okay. why we're nuts about beans. Mm-hmm. Love the name, by the way. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> okay, I made my I made my coffee. I had some I, I I I had ground it a while back, but it was hand ground. Okay. I don't not. Can sh- you define a while back? I don't know. Like more than a month. Yes. Oof. That that not good. Not good. Uh oh. There's your problem. But it's in an airtight container. It is in a cough a specific coffee airtight container. Is that, does that th- doesn't matter? I think the the whole, like, there's, like, some research uh, airtight containers. They're not <laughs> doing anything for you, really. Okay. Well. <clears throat> the the fresh ground beans, right? They're, they're releasing their flavor actively. Mm. At least in my mind, they are. Yeah, and that's all that matters. It's kind of like life. Once you buy the, once you're born, you slowly are dying. You're getting once, ground mm-hmm. every yeah, once, crank at a time. Once beans are ground and then put in that container, they're dying rapidly mm-hmm. it's all downhill from yeah there. they're never going 2020 has <laughs> been a bad year for beans <laughs> okay so i i make the stuff i fo- i watched some video of a barista on from new york making this french press and i i try to follow the best i can but here's the thing i feel like maybe my grounds are a little too fine and but then like when i do the little push down thing i feel like there's no resistance it's just like what and then my, I feel like my coffee was tasting okay, but it was a little bitter. Where am I? Okay. What am I? What am I doing wrong? 
so I think you're always going to probably get a little bit of a bitter cup with a French press because there's no filter. Mm. So the bitterness is always going to kind of stay a little bit. Okay. Um, you, I'm going to send you a video by famed James Hoffman, uh, the king of coffee. He is a um, like accredited researcher into coffee, professional coffee taster. He's an author. He's written tons of books on coffee. He has a really great uh, French press technique where you don't go super coarse on the grain on the uh, on the grind size then you do like a very slow brew cycle mm. don't push the the plunger all the way down because then you're kind of shooting the grinds back up you might get some grinds or like that i don't know when you got to the end of the cup was it a little muddy a little, a little bit yeah you get a little muddiness well down there. see here's the thing mm. i don't know i because i mean i only do iced coffee and so <clears throat> exclusively exclusively hate hot coffee hmm. hate it okay okay wow and so but i can still you know i get i gave it a little taste a little taste test and uh, i was like mm, this is a little bitter and it could be that i might be using like beans that were for iced coffee like for cold brew making i don't know if that's my problem i don't know but anyways i'm excited to start my coffee maker's journey you should get, like the tech, like the stuff to get into cold brew, it's super cool. That'd be a fun thing to get into. I've they made, su- I've, I've made that before. Where you like soak the beans overnight or whatever. Mm-hmm. But Some I've, double brew going. I have a, uh, Melissa has a family member also <clears throat> kind of into coffee, but not. He's into more into cold brew, and he has like this. Um, imagine an hourglass, but it's like six feet tall. And it has like a fucking dome at the top and it like goes through like this spiral thing. It looks like something out of like a fucking nightmare before Christmas, like in the professor's lab. Um, Damn. And it's to make cold brew. Wow. But some of it's too, you know, some that's of it's little, too much to me. That's a it's little a, it's, much. Yeah. It's kind of like a. Uh, I can hear the judgment in your voice. Yeah. There is a. <laughs> you hit a point where it fucking. You start getting diminishing returns on like what you're doing. Like the techniques are a bit more elaborate than what you're getting in terms of a return on your coffee. I recently watched a documentary on a barista competition, mm. like a global, you know, World Cup of baristas, basically. Hmm. The coffee world is wild, man. The be doing the most. Not, uh, I don't know, maybe about a month ago, I was like, should I get a part time job? At the mm. at the coffee place, like a local coffee place near us, uh, so I can like study the ways of the commercial barista. Damn. Mm. Um, but I, it would probably you infiltrate them. Mm-hmm. But it would probably be horrendous. You put, for me. put on your spy gear and roll around. <laughs> uh, because you know, I have nothing but respect for retail workers because people fucking suck. So it would probably ruin coffee for me. After the first coffee gets thrown in my face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have third degree birds. And... <laughs> yeah, that'd probably ruin it for you. Now, Cass, you you don't like coffee, right? You're not a coffee boy? I don't drink coffee, no. But I do know there's something that you used to drink in the morning. I used to drink, and yes, something what's in the, the morning. What's the, what's the update on that? Have you had a, you cracked open a fresh can of NOS? <laughs> I haven't recently? had a NOS in a long time, man. Wow. 
I, uh, uh, I pretty much went cold turkey once we went quarantine. And then I think one weekend or something, we had like a busy day. And so I grabbed one in the morning. So like, hey, for old time's sake, and I could actually use the energy today. And it just made me feel sick, yeah. which is probably what that's supposed to make you feel like, because yeah. it's just a can of chemicals. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I, I don't think I could go back even if I wanted to. No. That's, I mean, I, I think that's good. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> the the days of the Red Bull vodkas are over. R.I.P. Wow. wow. I forgot legend. I forgot Red Bull off. vodka was like a thing you could order at the bar. Oh yeah. Like what an extreme. That's <laughs> like a a half step towards a four loco. <laughs> well, you know, and if you really want to do it up, you go to Las Vegas and you get your tall drink that's all Red Bull vodka slushy. Oh, slushy. And then Fuck. you know. I don't even know what you're doing after that. You're running the zip line. <laughs> sure. <laughs> you're puking on the people down below. Uh, so Cass, what's what's your morning routine? What's your morning routine like these days? Has it changed? Oh, man. I mean, these days on a, on a weekday, it's roll out of bed and fucking log on to work, um, which is on the one hand, no fun to have that be like the first thing you do. But on the other hand, it's nice to not even have a glimpse of freedom right? Just like, okay, I'm awake and I'm trapped until 3 p.m. Um, so I do that. I uh, fill up my water bottle, drinking a lot of water, trying to drink a lot of water. And then uh, I have to eat breakfast now because I have to take breakfast before I take uh, medication. So that's been kind of a good habit to get into, even if that's like, you know, a thing of yogurt or an apple or a Nutri-Grain bar, uh, you know, some muesli. Mm. Shout out to NATO. Damn. So do you ever do you ever go out like all out for breakfast? Like, let's have some eggs. Let's have some potatoes. Or is it just always like a little snacky? So I have discovered in the last 29 years of my life, I just don't really fuck with eggs that much. <laughs> they make the whole house stink like eggs the entire day. And I just don't don't really care for the taste. There are certain situations, like I will definitely fuck with a big-ass scramble or omelet, right, where you got your house potatoes and your eggs and your onions and your jalapenos and your hot sauce and we're fucking doing it up. That shit's delicious. But if somebody just hits me with, like, the, you know, the the hotel buffet tray of wet scrambled eggs, ugh. Well, like, okay. Well, okay, not even wet, just eggs. I'm you're like, talking nah. your, your plain Jane scrambled eggs? Sunny side up? Nah. No? Poached? Ooh, nah. No. Hard boiled? Not really. No. Hmm. Deviled eggs? Oh yeah, I fuck with deviled, deviled eggs. Deviled eggs are awesome. What's oh, the yeah, di- there's no difference amazing. between a deviled egg and a hard boiled <laughs> egg. Except for uh, that's not true. <laughs> no, there's okay. like mayonnaise and shit in deviled eggs, isn't there? Don't they like mix the filling with there's shit? There's some shit in there. Yeah, yeah but they, the yeah. but the base is a hard boiled egg. Just saying. Okay. I might like egg whites. I might start fucking around with some egg whites because those are typically my favorite part of the egg. Hmm. I don't really fuck with a yolk. No. I've never gotten the yolk on a burger or the yolk on a pizza. I know people like that and I'm not trying to hate. It just doesn't do it for me. Okay. That's. I guess that's fair. I mean, you know. And for that same reason, I've never been a breakfast for dinner guy. Do you guys fuck with that? I, I, I like I, it. Every once yeah. in a while. I don't really do it very often, but you making waffles? Hell yeah. I'm not a, a little su- French toast for dinner. Mm, I'm not a sweet breakfast person. You're not a sweet person at all. No, not really. Like I fuck with a French mm. toast every once in a while. Waffles, not bad. But a little uh, syrup on there. 
I don't like. I, I don't mind that. I don't like pancakes. But like a like a chocolate chip waffle with I did, whipped cream on no, top. No, I can't do it. Yeah, not at all. I sure can. <laughs> <laughs> like that's the same thing too. I don't know how in what world like donuts and pastries and stuff. Like I don't know how that became a breakfast thing because it's like that's just dessert. It's so much sugar and like. I feel like I wake up and I feel terrible as it is, and then I eat that and I feel even worse. Honestly, though, like speaking about coffee, it's like look at like do you guys have Dutch Bros nationwide? No, I I think I know <clears throat> what it is from uh, they did what's that show Undercover Boss? I know them from that. Okay, okay. It, I mean it's a it's a fucking coffee shop just like any other, but uh, they're like all they're like they might as well fucking be milkshakes, mm-hmm. right? It's like oh yeah, you get a shot of espresso. And then ice cream and, you know, four cups of milk and, uh, you know, fucking whatever syrup is in there. It's like that's the same shit as like eating a donut. Yeah. In my mind. And, you know, people who go out and get like their, you know, extra pump of caramel, caramel frappiato, cappuccino, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I'm not here to defend big coffee or anything. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Andy only fucks with local baristas. Learn the, yeah, local, yeah, learn yeah. the secret sor- craft. Ethically sourced Show beans. me where it was picked. Um, <laughs> show me the roast. But I think that's the thing. Like coffee, there's all this research into like coffee being probably a net positive on your health from like, you know, a psychological standpoint from it really doesn't do too much harm to you. It's overall net positive. But the pro, yeah, exactly. The, uh, (laughs) the people associated with unhealthiness because then you're going to like the local place, you're putting all this cream in it, all this sugar in it. Then it's like, you know, you end up, you turn this drink that was 10 calories in a large to a thousand. I was at some like drive through or, or something somewhat recently. And the person in front of us ordered a coffee with five creams and five sugars. I feel like there's got to be a better way to get your caffeine at that point. <laughs> exactly. Just like fucking get the Red Bull, You're like get a be that person who drinks a Mountain Dew in the morning. Like you're drinking the same thing basically. Or you remember Volt Gum? <laughs> <laughs> Volt Gum. Volt Gum. I I don't think I do know that. I, I'm thinking of Jolt Cola. What? But that's totally different. See, maybe it was. This was no, a ca- a caffeinated I gum. I vaguely remember this. Um, Fuck. We had. I don't know if it's called Volt or. So, Anyway, we we had a uh, it's Jolt Energy Gum. Uh, okay, we had a convenience store on the walk to middle school, and we used to go in there and like pick shit up. Like, oh, you're gonna buy a pack of gum or something on the way to school because then you have it all day and like whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you're the cool kid. You oh, take that gum out of your backpack. Ooh, oh, and then like moths to a flame. Yeah, and like so we one time bought the Jolt gum. We we're like, this is gonna be so fucking badass. Like. We're going to be fucking so much caffeine because each piece of vault gum, they said, was like a cup and a half of coffee. Oh, my God. And so we like we would buy that and then chew it all day. Felt no difference. But like, be like, yo, you want a piece of vault gum? This is a cup and a half of coffee right here. You want some of this? <laughs> and you guys are like sticking six pieces in your mouth and then he's like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> undoubtedly being disgusting. <clears throat> gross little boys i did uh i did once or twice fuck around with the nodos familiar with those it's like a it's like a caffeine pill basically 
Uh, so just like a fucking straight up, I can't go to sleep right now, mm. and let me take this. That's quite an experience. Hmm. It's been a while. That's probably dangerous. I feel like all like the five hour energies. There's some shit going on with them. Never did one of those. Seems a little sketchy. Yeah, I I've just like those commercials give me bad vibes <clears throat> of the the five hour energy, whatever that shit's called. I, I feel know. like you go if you go into a Seven Eleven like. Five hour energy is always by like the other enhancement products. Mm-hmm. Like there's some enhancement pills over there, like performance at all angles, uh, mm-hmm. which I think are probably just like sugar pills. <laughs> you got your your five hour energy. You got your enhancement pills, and then you got your Swisher sweets right next to that. <laughs> Cass, do they have uh, they have Dunkin' by you? N- no. Obviously, I know Dunkin', Dunkin' Donuts, but yeah, uh, not not here. I see it when I go through uh, certain airports. Okay. But that's it. Mm. I know it's like an East Coast institution, though, right? Yeah, there's like a... So we have a Starbucks everywhere, but we have a Dunkin' everywhere. I think Dunkin' probably more of like a... Uh, probably a suburbs thing. Starbucks more of a city thing. Both trying to like... I now do the flip-flop and infiltrate each other's territory mm-hmm. um like we don't have a duncan by us now now it's like all starbucks um but yeah if you live in like any new jersey suburb you, like my the town i grew up in had for one square mile we had two duncan donuts in mm. under a square mile and three 7-elevens so well, like i remember man. i remember the 7-eleven talk yeah man. fuck duncan <laughs> isn't it i think and they're trying to get out uh, out west so maybe you'll have one soon. Maybe they'll... they'll we, we got competition, man. Take I, I, there's so many fucking coffee shops out here. Yeah. I wonder if, like, it's... Because I feel like with, you know, on the, the West Coast, like, that sort of... The Pacno area. um, Like, you know, people have, take pride in their coffee. In their roasteries. Some people. But, uh, like, Starbucks is also hugely popular over here. But isn't, right? it, isn't it, like, Starbucks Select or whatever? Like the no, no, nah. hmm. Okay, well then, never mind. I, I think I think I think people like to think that they know more, but I I don't think they actually do. We just have like a ton of places. We have Starbucks, we have Pete's, we have like Seattle's Best, we have Black Rock, we have Barista, like we have uh, Brood Awakenings. Like these are all like franchises with multiple multiple locations. Yeah, pizza. They sell a lot of pizza around here. Touch Bros most yeah i know that's a nationwide brand i think they must be owned by somebody big i think for i think from us like there's no pete's stores but it's just like the pre-ground <clears throat> coffee mm-hmm. i think but yeah. you ever see uh and and we can get off coffee talk soon uh have you ever seen the folgers commercial those like the new ones well, the one, it was from like a few years ago with the brother and sister. Are you familiar with this? Oh, yes. I know where you're headed. I don't know this. It's like uh, the brother comes home and like it's Christmas morning and he like knocks on the door and the sister's like, hey, big bro. And are you familiar with the meme? What are you doing, stepbrother? Mm. Uh, it's, yeah. It kind of goes in that direction. There's a lot of sexual tension between these two kids. The parents are like coming downstairs. They're like, they're hugging. They're up on each other. It's a, it's an uncomfortable commercial, but then it like, 
she, he like buys her a gift and she's like, the only gift I need this year is you. And there's like no coffee in it. And then it's just like the best part of waking up is Folgers <laughs> in your cup. This article describes it. He hands her a small present, but instead of opening it, she peels off the red bow and sticks it on a shirt. What are you doing? He asks. <laughs> oh, You're my present this year. She responds. The camera zooms in on her shy glance, then cuts to his furtive, flirty smile. It's Jesus. a lot. Wow. The commercials now are, I think, just kind of weird. Like, there, there's one I remember. It's like this, like some dude taking a shower, and then there's all these people in the shower with him, and they're like, "The best part of waking up," or like there's like a, there's like another one where like a person's driving, and then the people are just in the car, and like he swerves off the road. Mm-hmm. Shit's wild. I love a good commercials. Be wild. I love a good jingle though. Yeah. Oh yeah. Do you guys have in your area like? If all the local commercials have like the same sort of jingle. And then I, so in, in Lansing, there's like a group called the Lansing singers and they have a monopoly on all of the local jingles and they all sound the same. Uh, and so I don't know. Do you, is that, a, is that a, do you guys have that or no, we have like the, they don't all sound the same, but everyone ha- it's all like um, all the local businesses that got jingles probably did it 20 years ago and then have just never changed the jingles. So like Wayne Dinett's, the Dinett Superstore, their jingle, they made it 20 years ago and they're just riding it out. It's the brand is so strong. Why change it? Uh, Salino and Barnes, injury attorney, call 800-888-8888. Like they're they're (laughs) never changing that. What a, I mean, what a great number they scored. <laughs> yeah. You know they paid. 800-888-8888? Oh, my God. <laughs> they paid big bucks for that, I'm sure. <laughs> Dude, and they ran, like, they play that song so fucking much. The injury attorneys, like, if I'm ever injured, I know who I'm calling. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If I ever get locked up in prison, I'm calling uh, Empire Flooring. Get me out. <laughs> I know that number. I have I have become that guy where I'm just like not watching TV. I haven't seen commercials in a long time. Yep. So I don't even know what our fucking local people are doing, except the people that come on my Hulu ads with like, you know, in these unprecedented times. It's like, yeah, I get it. Those are the only commercials I'm seeing are the hey, the entire world's upside down commercials. Yep. Yeah, I think it is kind of interesting. I saw. So, Cass, I'm kind of the flip side of you when I was living away from home. Never watched regular TV. Now that I am home, you know, we watch the local news every night and it's just all local commercials. And we saw one yesterday and it was like, I think it was for an eye doctor and the, you know, the patient had a mask on, the doctor had a mask on. And then he like put that little like butterfly thing in front of her face, like for to adjust. Mm -hmm. And she's like, oh yeah. But you just see like the mask moving and the doctor's like, oh yeah. With the mask moving. It's a... (laughs) A very mask emphasis ad. It was weird. But I guess these oh, are yeah. these are unprecedented times, Cass. That's what they tell me. I mean I keep I feel like, yeah, same same boat. It's nothing but the digital ads. And I feel like I just get the same three. I get that one about Uber a lot. Where it's like it shows all the faces and it's like, he wears a mask to protect this person and it's just nonstop. 
like nonstop Uber ads for me all day, every day. Jeez. Is Uber still a thing? Yeah, for now. Yeah. Huh. For some reason, I thought that they had shut those services down. Did they bring them back? I guess they must have. I think in California they were doing like it was paused because they were going to have to like pay, make them full time employees or something. Oh, it wasn't because the COVID. It was. No, they shut down because of COVID for a little while, I think, too. Now they're back up. Now you can get in a car and it's got the plastic and everyone's got masks on and it's a fucking what a thing. Sure enough. So Cass, let's uh, let's talk about the the state of the environment near you. <laughs> Speaking of masks, let's, let's let's talk about something lighthearted. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, honestly, this has been this has been a good year to have some wildfires because we all had masks anyway, and we all couldn't go outside anyway. Um, I mean the West Coast is just fucked, dude. Uh, California obviously got hit or is getting hit super hard and Oregon, I think it's probably the worst wildfire season they've seen like maybe ever millions and millions of acres. Um, so like people we know, people we work with, Amber's boss is on Amber friend of the show, my wife. Um, her boss is on like a level two evacuation, which is like get set, pack everything. And then we'll tell you when to leave. Um, so it's creeping closer towards us. Um, there is one to the north of us and a couple to the south of us. Um, don't anticipate that our house is in any real danger. I'm not packing. I'm not doing anything like that. Uh, but what that has meant for us is smoke and haze and ash and shit. Um, I think like normal air quality index is like, you know, six to ten is like healthy uh, yesterday we were at 315. Fuck. Jeez. Oh, um, which is, uh, we are well into the unhealthy for absolutely everybody. Not like if you have health risks or if you're pregnant or if you're, you know, uh, uh, breathing problems. It's like no one should be outside. Um, so it's wild. And it th- there is something funky about because 2020 has kind of had like a haze over it but there is something about waking up and and actually seeing it and like the entire sky is orange and it's dark because the sun literally can't reach you (laughs) uh so yeah it's uh it's apocalyptic out here but but we're safe and and so that is uh very lucky the other difficult thing because it's so smoky we can't let the cat out and she just doesn't understand why, and I can't explain it to her. And uh, you know that's hard. I guess that's that's mask? practice for parenthood. You don't have a little mask for boxcar. No, we don't. No kitty cat mask. Little gas mask type of thing. That'd be I cute. mean, it'd be cute. It'd be so but cute. It'd be uh, dystopian, also. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Protector from the tear gas, though. So, uh, you know, we all saw those pictures from San Francisco and all that. Is that? You know, Cassie, you said, you know, the smoke in the sun. Is that from just like all this smoke in the haze that like diffuses all the light from the sun or is it like from the fires? I guess so, because I'm the I the the haziness and the sort of dimming of the light. That makes sense to me because it's just sort of, you know, these like dense smoke particles catching the sun. As far as like the orange tint, I I'll be honest, I don't know what's going on there. If anyone's a scientist. Yeah, yeah. Hit us up. Let us know. I would take both of your explanations as like totally valid. 
of like, is this, you know, the reflection of this burning fire off of all of this smoke sort of onto the night sky? Or is this some sort of like diffusion of light coming through this? I think those both sound legit. Yeah. It's crazy, man. It is crazy. But, uh, you know, we're doing well, doing well. Uh, yesterday was my dear sweet mother's birthday. Mm. Happy birthday, Ma. Happy birthday, uh, and then tomorrow is um, Amber's maid of honor's birthday. So we're hosting a little uh, double date thing for them. Be nice to see actual people socially distanced and all that, of course. But <clears throat> yeah, that'd be nice. Be nice to see them. Now, Cass. Uh, was it two two or three weeks ago is your is it third anniversary yes now are you following that like the gift (laughs) the gift schedule i know what you're talking about so like the the third anniversary is the the paper anniversary or whatever i'm gonna look it up i'm gonna look do you do you know what it is I, i one of them's paper one of the first three is paper okay um so no, I have not been following that. No. It. <laughs> I don't have more to say. What about does that, that mean? <laughs> I have not been following it, but I have thought about it. It's kind of weird. I don't what does that mean? Cass, so what Cass, is, what did you get? Her? What did you get her? Let's just let's go there. Did you? Well, so you tell so us? background. There's there's some okay. like cultural thing that there are specific things that you're supposed to get on each anniversary. So you know, in one anniversary you get a set of plates or kitchenware or something and then this is themed around a paper gift and interpret it from that what uh i mean we we took time off we took like a vacation we did an event Mm. for our anniversary okay now Cass, do you want to know what the gift theme yeah how did i fuck up third anniversary the the theme is leather ah yes so you could have bought her Mm. some gloves and she would have been what were the first two First anniversary paper, second okay, anniversary cotton. Okay. Now, Cass, in a couple years, I got her a vape pen. <laughs> guess what the eighteenth anniversary is? Um, eighteenth anniversary, and these are all kind of material ceramic. Ooh, so close. The theme is appliances. Oh. <laughs> romantic (laughs) well by 18 years they assume like i guess so you're in it for the long haul at that point these are these are pretty crazy so i'm this is this is at ideas.hallmark.com and uh there's like a huge list and it goes all the way up to 60 the 60th anniversary which is diamond but like fucking 39 laughter Fucking tell her a joke. Uh, th- yeah, these are just 16th an- anniversary. Andy, write this one down. A coffee or tea? Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark that on the calendar. I got you some beans. <laughs> the, uh, this will be the, I'm nuts about beans. The last one. But each one of these are as crazy as the next. The 10th anniversary, tin or aluminum? Mm. Why? I don't understand. Where did this come? Like, this seems like it was like... Men don't really like their wives. They don't know what gifts to get. So here's your inspiration every year. I don't know what the origin is, but it, it's very strange. Yeah. And I guess that's why I don't follow it. It just seems the whole thing seems weird. Yeah. But hey, if if you are, I could also see that as like a fun thing to sort of mm-hmm. try to fit your gift into. 
Yeah. I don't know. I'm not here to judge. <laughs> no. Now, Cass, this I feel like I keep going to you, but these are all these things that are popping into my head that are that are geared yeah. towards you. Lots of I've found out lots of friends of the show getting engaged or are engaged. Nathan Vahiel. Yeah. Engaged. Hey. Ooh, congrats. Congrats. Absolutely. Chris, German last name. From, from Dusseldorf. Engaged. Wow. Congrats. I don't know how recent that was. Love is in the air, was. baby. So uh, do you have uh, some advice for these young fellows? I'm, uh, I'm going to a wedding uh, next week. Um, two pieces of advice, one practical and one like a little more uh, big picture. If you can muster it, if you can get used to it, no TV in the bedroom. It's tough. Uh, I'm not a no phones in the bedroom kind of guy. Fuck around on your phone if you want, but no TV in the bedroom if you can help it. Uh, and then the other one, don't be afraid to ask for what you need. Even if you feel like it's silly, even if you feel like you shouldn't need this thing, you know, whatever. My my fiance is going to go on some, uh, she's going to go on a bike ride and I'm really worried about her and I really need her to wear her helmet. It's like, just, can you just promise me that you'll wear your helmet? It's like, okay, that is maybe an irrational thing to need, but you need it to feel comfortable. And if your partner loves you, they will deliver that to you as long as it's a reasonable request. So don't be afraid to ask for that. And then obviously reciprocate when they ask. Yeah. Good thing Melissa needed you to wear that your helmet that day, Andy. I know. I was wearing it. I was going to go for like a, a more serious example, but I didn't want to get in the weeds. What's more serious than getting hit by a car on your bike? Wow, Cass, well, that like a more serious. dramatic relationship uh, kind of I see. thing. You know? Okay. My life well. is meaningless to Cass. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> That's so lighthearted. <laughs> well, thanks for that advice. <laughs> Maybe someday I'll heed it. <laughs> Congrats, everyone. Uh, Andy, how are things on the uh how are things in the NJ? Uh not bad. Things are pretty standard around here. Uh I feel like New Jersey's been we were the worst. Now we're doing pretty good. Things are looking up. Our cases are plummeting down. Things are kind of starting to open back up, which seems like. Oh, wow. Another episode featuring me, Andrew Abbott 4000. Did you miss me? New Jersey broke Andrew's computer, but he'll be back later. Don't worry. In the meantime, want to hear a joke? What do you call a guy who never farts in public? A private tutor. Okay, bye. Sammy, how you doing? What's going on with you? How's the Midwest? Midwest, uh, I mean, pretty okay. Uh, I think we had a big, uh, a big Trump rally uh, that was socially not distanced, uh, and I think right after, or maybe rather right after, right before, it kind of came out that Trump knew all along that uh, it was dangerous and he was downplaying it. Um, mm. But I don't know, whatever. Fuck those people. Um, <laughs> Uh, I installed a sliding glass door uh, on Thursday. And let me tell you, that was that was an experience. Um, you might think that sounds hard. Yeah, you might think sliding glass door, not that heavy. That's a lie is mm. very heavy glass. You can't drop it either. Yeah. And here's the thing. I almost did. And yeah. it was it was bad. Not like it was like I could feel it slipping out of my hands because so we, we got it from the garage to the back, you know, door or whatever. And 
you know, if it, if it had been with my dad and I'd broken it, it would have been bad. But, you know, whatever. However, I was uh, my cousin, who is like a person or like a not like a repair person, but he does. He like is like a hand. Like a handy he's man. a handyman, a little bit like a mm-hmm. like an upscale handyman, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, a contractor, maybe mm, not like a not, not like far. a full project, but like if someone needs cabinets installed and made or someone needs a door installed, he'll do that. Uh, he, he's the guy that you helped with the cabinet installation. Yes, I assume. So, yeah. yeah, he he called me back. He's like, I got another job. We're installing this sliding glass door. So if I had broken that, I don't honestly don't know what would have happened. It would have been not great, I'm sure. Um, So we got it from the, the garage to the back and then we had to to get it up onto uh, maybe like a, a foot and a half off the ground so they could put like a step in and do all that stuff, whatever. And uh, there were no like handles or anything to really hold on to. And I just like had to get it up in this foot and and then kind of slide it into place. But I was like, oh, it's slipping. It's slipping. Put it down. (laughs) Put it down. I feel like that's a that's a very relatable feeling to just be like holding on for dear life (laughs) and using every last ounce of your grip and strength to like not (laughs) drop something important. Yeah. Don't. Don't. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, but that it went in like uh, other than that, like pretty easily. And uh, yeah, it was just like kind of interesting seeing how all of that worked and doing all that stuff. So. Yeah, that was cool. Um, Sam, are you going to bring the CRT to the new place? The CRT TV? Is it making the move? See, that's the that's the issue. Um, my new house, pretty small. And this TV, very big and very heavy. Very heavy, extremely heavy. Uh, so God, remember CRTs? Uh, yeah. Fuck me. Did you ever have like one of those, like a really big one, like a big no. projection TV, like a big 50 inch that came with its own like console and everything? Yeah, we we had one of those nah. in college and Jesus Christ. It was. It was bad. It was so heavy. Uh, I don't know. Somehow, I think when we, we were moving, we like gave it to one of my roommate's brothers and getting that down the stairs and like to the other apartment. A disaster. Um, so don't tell my dad, but no, I do not think the CRT is coming with me to the new house. So are you going to get a roommate, you think? We'll see. It just kind of depends on like if I can find another. Another job or whatever, um, but. It would be nice if I didn't have to. Yes, because if you didn't have to, then there's your game room right there. The CRT goes right in there. Hey, come, you know, you get it. You have the date coming over. Hey, Mm. you want to check out uh, Super Mario World? Oh, I don't want to deal with any of that HD. You know, it upscales it. It makes it widescreen, the Mm -hmm. latency. It's like, oh, no, I got a CRTV in the game room. Mm -hmm. You can also see the, uh, you know, my Famicom collection. Like you could check out my wall of Funkos. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all in there. <laughs> yeah, you know me. And then when you're hosting family for, you know, holidays, you just close that door. Yeah, they don't have to know. Yep. No. Yeah, ah, we'll see. Um, but yeah, the, the stuff with the house is moving along at, at quite a quite a pace. Um, so what's what's happening now? What stage are we in? Do you own this house? Not yet. So okay. we're closing on the house on the 21st. OK. And... 
Um, so before then, we're going to do like one kind of final walkthrough after they've kind of moved out to make sure that, you know, they didn't take anything they weren't supposed to and leave anything they weren't supposed to and do all that stuff. Like the copper pipes or something. Yeah, mm. that's the thing. Um, and then so I think what will probably happen is we'll kind of if we have to paint, we'll do all of that before I move in and then um, hopefully do the electrical. We have to update the electrical box a little bit. Um, that should uh, take my cousin, who is probably going to do that, said eh, maybe one and a half to two days. And I don't want to have to, like, worry about the fridge and do all that stuff. Um, so I'll probably do that before I completely move in. Um, Get all squared away first. That makes sense. Yeah. Now, is it carpet or hardwood floor? Uh, it is, I think, all vinyl plank. OK. Um, but yeah. And nice. now does it have does it have the textured ceilings? I don't. The popcorn ceilings or whatever they I call it. I don't think it, it has <laughs> popcorn ceilings. I think they're smooth boys. Mm. My last house had the popcorn. Yeah. Make a little snow shower for yourself. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ours. Uh, have you guys ever seen the videos on how to remove that stuff? You gotta, like scrape it. It's right? insane. You just like spray it with water and then oh. give her a scrape and then. Uh, you can buy this thing. It's like a like a, you know, like a dust, a dust pan. But you attach like a, a hose, like a, a vacuum hose to it. And then you just like mm. scrape that shit. And then it it does the does its thing. It's cool. Why? Why was that a popular thing to do? So I th think um, from what I've heard is that it requires like no finishing. So it's cheaper to do and faster to do. You just like put okay. the stuff up and then it just kind of drips and dries. And Yeah, I think you just like literally spray it on. Mm. Just like, you know, with a fucking uh, sprayer. <laughs> <laughs> you spray it on with a sprayer, baby. Yeah, you know, um, classic. But yeah, so and then we have like a few other things to kind of fix up the, the front. The front step is like very tipped and broken um so we gotta mm. you know jack that up or whatever uh, and then yeah. replace one of the gutters um, that's you don't want the boys in blue stepping on the stairs and then you know hurting themselves or anything yeah when they're delivering your mail i thought you were talking about the other boys in blue um no yeah i do not want the post office people to hurt themselves that would be sad and bad mm -hmm. yeah i don't know i feel pretty good i am uh kind of project wise i'm I'm like halfway through all of these furniture making projects. Um, I just have to start finishing them. But. Yeah, that's awesome. I can't believe we got two homeowners on the. The show now. Yeah, it's a uh, it's crazy. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> I'm very nervous. I hope. I hope you get a. Uh, I feel like we've said it a bunch of times, but I hope you get the hand chair. <laughs> like it just I feel like that would really bring the living room together. I think so. Like a neon green hand chair. <laughs> <laughs> Boys, can I talk about a controversy? Yes. Have you heard about this cuties movie on Netflix? Have you followed yes. this at all? No. Boy, oh boy. So I watched the video on this last night. If you haven't heard about this, uh, it's a French film 
that Netflix put out. It's Netflix, I guess a Netflix original because they are like uh, publishing it or producing. So it. I think they're producing it in America, but it came out like I think a few years ago in France. That makes perfect sense. Thank you. It's about a girl, an 11 year old girl who is kind of breaking her family religious norms and restrictions and wants to become a dancer. Okay, no problem. So she joins this dance group and the dances are like hyper sexual, like extremely uncomfortable to watch sexual with these 11 year old girls. And they've taken the stance of like, oh, well, we're skewering and really, you know, satire of the hypersexualization of children. But it seems like it's just gross, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, so people are canceling their Netflix subscriptions and all that, which, uh, you know, hit them in their wallet, I guess. But it's just I don't know. It doesn't it's not. I don't know. <laughs> So this makes sense because I saw cancel Netflix. Yes, trending. trending. And then I saw some people talking about, you know, the Hollywood pedophile rings and like going down the the whole Pizzagate stuff. And I was wondering where it was. It was kind of stemming from. So it's it's a bad look. Like I'm a fairly liberal and progressive dude. I can I can handle it. But some of them are just like, do we really? So Cass, what was the, the video that you watched? What was their like? What was their stance on this? That it was disgusting. So and that the excuses that people were making of, oh, this is satire or, oh, this is a French cultural thing. It's a culture difference. It's like, no, not not how they put this together. So what I kind of read about this and not that I'm defending any of this. No, 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 no. I want to hear the other side. So the the director is a woman and it's her story like this happened to her. And. You know, the kind of what the original intent of the film was to show, like, how gross people treat, you know, these like dancers and stuff. And it was like kind of a critique on this like child dance movement. But then when Netflix got it, like the poster that they put out is like all these like, you know, is exactly what the movie is trying to critique with like all these like girls like, you know, pop lock and dropping like on the cover. And that's kind of where. I think their messaging got a little a little skewed. OK, uh, I hear that, but also like watch the clips mm. because the the way that it is filmed and like, oh, yeah, zoom in on this 11 year old's pussy mm. so that we can get a nice shot. It's like it's gross, okay. dude. Like there, there's a way to do it right and there's a way to do it wrong. And for me, you know, uh, it's just and, and like genuinely. I'm not trying to to restrict anybody's sexuality or anything. You know, if if you want to do that shit at home, if you're like, I'm this empowers me or I want to or I like it, whatever, that's fucking fine. I think it's weird to put it out like as a movie for public consumption. Yeah, that's my thing. But I'm, I'm telling you, man, watch the watch the clips because mm-hmm. I, I get that and I understand what they are saying. But I think that the way that it is filmed does not feel satirical. It feels like we are trying to to shoot this in such a way that it's really glorifying and, and just gross. Mm. Yeah. 
Yeah, because I mean, yeah, I've, I'll send you. I'll send you a clip. Yeah, or a video. Yeah, because I kind of saw Just this. Watch it on a VPN. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of at least like the Netflix positioning was, I think, very, very odd. And I mean, I'm sure like the movie is like why. But yeah, I saw this and it was very interesting kind of story. Speaking on movies again, but different thing. Did anyone do Mulan? No, no. Mm, OK, I'm hard out the experience on, was. Yeah, I'm hard out on Mulan, I think. Any particular reason? It just doesn't look that. I don't know. I feel like it doesn't look good. It never looked good. And then it had like all the controversies around it, like comes out and it's thirty dollars. Uh, the. Some of the actors in it are like posting death to the Hong Kong protesters, which I think is a nuanced topic, mm. because I think there's a lot to be said about the control of celebrities, probably in mainland China. But then, too, I feel like also. There's all these like some of these clips I've been seeing about how like kind of culturally ignorant the movie is to certain yeah, things. Where's and it's Mushu? like, oh, well, come on. I mean, exactly. Uh, and then it's like, oh, well, look at the the directors and writers like it's all white people wrote this movie. Uh, so I wasn't like, aware of that. Yeah, there's like some uh, like it, it tries to do that, like kind of the white what white people think is like an ancient Chinese tradition. OK. And then it's like, not really. Uh, and I saw some people being like, well, here's the fucking what the cat or the directors look like or what the writing room looked like. <laughs> and it's like, oh, OK. Yeah, I not that. You know, yeah, I saw like something that when the original movie came out, it was like critically panned in China because of, like the whole I mean, one like the premise and that like, I guess in ancient or whenever this took place in China, like men had long hair and there's like that scene of Mulan just like slicing her mm. hair off. But that would have never happened because men had long hair in in that era of China. And so people were like mocking it and stuff. It's just wild, man. And no, I'll make a man out of you. Yeah. Like, honestly, what the musical, fuck are we right? even doing? Mm -mm. Yeah, I don't think there's any songs or anything. I think it's like a very, very serious movie. Or it's supposed to be that. But I, I mean, the soundtrack no reflection. No, uh, I'll bring honor to us all. Like that soundtrack slaps. Yeah. Kingdom Hearts 2, when you go to the, uh, when you go to see Mulan, like. Come on. The village fuck. is destroyed. You go in the cave. <laughs> you fight God. Shen Yan. Shen, Shen Yu. Remember in Shen Kingdom Hearts 2 when they like, they, everything, like they did, I don't think they could. They could say Mulan or something. It's like, oh, Fa Ping. Do you know? No. Well, we, we couldn't know that she was Mulan yet. That's, yeah. Okay. She was still hiding. I guess Sam. that's fair. Mm -hmm. She was Ping. Mm -hmm. We didn't find out to the uh, till the end. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. God, when she had to fight the heartless with us. Masterpiece. Damn. That game. Was the Gunkle. <laughs> <laughs> So I, I've been watching another show, uh, maybe a little bit less controversial. Andy, you ever heard of a singer slash actress, Selena Gomez? I have. She has a new show, Selena Plus Chef uh, on HBO Max. Uh, it's yep. very good, very wholesome. Um, I want to check this out. I'm, a, I'm newly to the HBO Max game. 
Yeah. So I'm going through. Uh, I think it's presented in like a really it's more I think it's more based on like the comedy of like, oh, Selena Gomez is bad at cooking. Watch her cut carrots. But, you know, kind of the recipes are interesting and, you know, just kind of those things. And it's cool seeing these like chefs and doing all that stuff. But yeah, I don't know. It's it's very wholesome, very, very well shot for being like shot at these people's home kitchens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good. Cooking content's having a, like a little bit of a renaissance. I mm. feel like in the Internet age, I feel like, you know, gone are the days of your fucking. I don't know, Gordon Ramsay, Rachel Ray, like kind of cooking shows where they're making stuff where you never have the ingredients at home. Emerald Lagasse. Mm. Bam. Bam. Kick it up a notch, baby. Now you got these like, you know, recipes you can make at home. The everyday cook some dude with a camera. Now he's a he's a chef. Fucking gif recipe. Mm. Yep. Oh, gif recipe. Classic. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. that is like the the Selena chef show is like a little bit of that. But like they're also making like very. A gourmet, I think at some points like. Chicken cordon bleu. Making chicken cordon bleu. They were like, okay, pull out this octopus and put it in the oh, the pressure me. cooker for forty five minutes. Uh, okay. You know, which is maybe not something that everyone has access to. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't it's, eat a lot of octopus, but you know, it's a once in a blue moon. It's crazy, like watching what you have to do to like break that down into edible edible pieces. Hmm. Guess you ever had to take a beak out of a squid? How's that for nah. how's that for prep work? <laughs> Cass, you nah, like, I'm good. Do you like seafood, Cass? Sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Big big seafood uh, scene up here in the in the Northwest. Um, tons of salmon, tons of clams, oysters. I think you have uh, like better lobster and crab, or at least lobster on the East Coast, but. Uh, yeah, we we fucking do it up now. I fuck oh, with yeah. scallops. I fuck with all that. You ever had shrimp. you ever had gooey duck? Sure. What? Yeah. What is that? Gooey duck's fucking weird. So if you don't know what a gooey duck is, imagine like a clam. But then there's a big wiener looking thing, like a large, like the size of your forearm. Yeah, you can Google it. It's it's like I think it's spelled geoduck. Yeah. But so, OK, how, how are you eating these? What's the what's the dish? I mean, it's kind of like a scallop situation. Interesting. You can just grill that sucker up. I've always been like morbidly curious about eating them. Oh. I mean, they're pretty weird. They're pretty weird looking. But like in terms of what they are, I'm like, honestly, oysters and clams look fucking gross, too. Yeah. And they're so good. Yeah. Like scallops look weird, too, I feel like. But yeah, they all do. Yeah. Like everything that comes out of the ocean is a little fucking sus looking <laughs> mm. yeah yeah i can't get i'm not 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 big on to the uh the oysters and like clams and stuff no i can i can get down if, with like we, scallops, we're but. sitting we're sitting at the annual Ocpaws reunion and we order a round of oyster shooters you're not doing one with us mm, are they raw yeah hell yeah uh, i might but okay i i probably just one that like got my mouth watering like that's yeah, how much yeah we're we uh we're big on oysters oysters clams scallops that type of stuff so like when we went up to portland maine mm-hmm. obviously a big fishing scene up there it's like it was awesome 
get a nice chowder. Oh yeah. Mm. Actually, I don't really fuck with a chowder too much. Like really. Like you know, I might order it, but I'm more of a fan of like bring out the oysters, bring out the clams, bring out the dancing. Give me lobsters. like the crab legs, like, and let's mm-hmm. fuck with that stuff. Like you know, a bisque or a chowder, like that's good, but it's not my go-to. I like a little cup of chowder on the side of a of a good mm-hmm. seafood restaurant. Mm-hmm. Not a big soup guy. And that's been Nuts About Beans, the only coffee podcast on the internet. Uh, I've been your host, Sam Atherton. You can follow me on Twitter, SmathXX. Uh, you can find your part-time barista, Andy, at... Uh, at Street Sweeper 1R. Don't stop recording when we're uh, done with this. Okay, sounds good. Uh, you, can f- <laughs> you can follow our... <laughs> Sorry, bean reporter in the field, Cassidy. <laughs> I've been demoted. I, I was the like pro roaster. Now I'm a bean reporter. You said you were you uh, said you were checking the fields. I rolled with it. This is improv, baby. I'm at Sergeant Cass on Twitter. You can follow our Chemex specialist, Elmer. Uh, at Elmer is not mad. That's never been truer than it is right now. You can follow the show uh, on Twitter at Pause. Uh, do you have iTunes? Leave us a review. I don't think we've gotten one in a while, and I like reading those every once in a while. Uh, you can listen to Gone Gold every Friday. We talk about video games and Arthur. Uh, All Hands on Shrek. That still exists. Uh, Forgot about that. Yeah, I never. You never forget. Um, uh, AwkwardPausePod.com <laughs> backslash merch. We've got some new stuff dropping soon. Maybe. We'll see. Um, am I forgetting anything? Nope. I think you hit all the bases. Stay gold. At Robert Jr. Jr.